Welcome to Six Degrees of Roger Nielsen, featuring Vinnie Maltz and presented by Bloodline Hockey. Each episode, we'll dive into discovering meaningful stories and connections that have helped hockey coaches and players shape their professional philosophies and personal character through the art of sport. Our show is designed to honor one of the greatest pioneers of coaching innovation and connection, Coach Roger Nielsen. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Six Degrees of Roger Nielsen Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Coach Vinnie Maltz. I'm very excited to begin this new adventure with you today. Personally, I've been coaching for just over 20 years now, and I'll tell you, to have this opportunity to assist in continuing Roger Nielsen's legacy uh, is truly, truly a humbling experience, to say the least. Who knew that some kid from Philadelphia who loved playing a simple game would eventually be doing a podcast on one of the greatest human beings who literally ever coached a game of hockey. Life is a trip, folks. Life is a trip. We'll get more into that down the line. So today I'm excited to start things off with our special guest, Marshall Starkman. This man is an absolute gem. Marshall was a longtime friend of Roger Nielsen, and he uh, currently works with Hockey Canada and is the manager of Canada's national power hockey team. Marshall's been running the Roger Nielsen's coaching clinic since 2004. So I had a chance to catch up with him to start off our podcast adventure to learn a little bit more about his experiences with Roger and to chat about what he thought you know, Roger would feel about doing a podcast like this. And uh, so just like any beginning to a new adventure, I'll put a little warning out there about the sound at times. <laughs> I'm figuring it out, folks. I'm figuring it out. Let's pretend the first 10 to 15 shows or games are helping me find the identity of our team and the organization moving forward. But the one thing I promise you folks is for sure, but we're making the playoffs this year and who knows, maybe we'll even host a cup of podcasting by some miracle from Roger <laughs> by the end of the season. But again, don't you just love the game? It's awesome. But anyway, so let's get going with Marshall and learn a little bit more about our new adventure and see where things go. All right. So officially getting started with six degrees of Roger Nielsen. But the idea is to be able to uh, talk with you here today, Marshall. I'm, I'm excited about obviously talking about Roger's legacy, how you knew him and all that, and help our listeners understand and give them a little bit of a history right, of why it's so, so important for all of us to carry on his legacy in this type of way. And and all that. So I'm excited to have you on today, buddy, and uh, get after it and talk about it. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to be on with you first off, but I'm really excited for for the new initiative and uh, and how great we think this will be for uh, those in the coaching world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How long? What, so, what's your history with Roger? How long did you guys know each other? I mean, give us a little bit of background with that. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I certainly I grew up in the Toronto area and and uh, went many 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 years ago. I think around 1978, 79 or so, went to uh, Trinity Hockey School as it was known at that time with Roger Nielsen. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, Roger's uh, camp and and um, so I went there as a as a hockey student for one summer, and then uh, lo and behold, uh, many years later. Uh, I would end up playing for a hockey coach uh, named Al Dunford at St. Andrews College. Al was a longtime friend of Roger's and um, had asked me if I ever needed a summer job uh, to to reach out to him, and he would connect me with Roger, uh, who at that time was still running Trinity Hockey School. And um, so it was around probably in 1990, 91 or so, that uh, I was looking for some work. 
in the summertime. I was going to university at the time playing at, uh, at Ryerson. And uh, Al hooked me up to, to come in as a guest uh, pro instructor, which was a bit of a stretch. Uh, but it, uh, it was the first time that I worked for Roger at the hockey camp. It was in uh, Port Hope, Ontario. And, um, and I worked for him ever since that day, uh, all the way, way back when in, in 91. And Roger was just such a, a, a loyal kind of guy that uh, once you started working for him, he almost just presumed that you would continue to work for him. Uh, which was kind of funny because after that first year that I worked, um, probably uh, fast forward a year later and about two weeks before camp would start and I hadn't had any conversation with Roger whatsoever. And I get a call from him saying, hey, you start at this day and this at this time. And I said, oh, I, I didn't even know that I was working this year, but that was just the way Roger was once you were in. If, uh, you know, if he, if he liked you, he just kept you around. I always love hearing about those stories about his loyalty and how he was with that. It's almost like in some ways you read some articles about where they talked about with his career that it could have always almost been to a fault. But I think that's what made him so special is from what I'm gathering, right? Is his ability, that connection piece to him was so important, right? It's, you know, why, what do you think drove that connection, that loyalty piece? Like why was that connection piece so important to him? That, you know, when you saw him, what do you think was that driving engine? Why, why was that? such a big part of his life it's a it's a great question and it's just it's funny that uh you know how much we talk about this these days how what the what the uh the biggest thing going now in coaching is is about connection um and, and a lot mm -hmm. less about uh, x's and o's and while ross roger was uh, a master of x's and o's uh he was way 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 ahead of his time in terms of connection with people i think it's just uh at the end of the day roger was just a great person um just yeah. raised well and uh, always cared for people, always went out of his way to look out for others. Uh, from his uh, earliest days in coaching uh, baseball and coaching minor hockey, um, he just was always about giving back and providing opportunity for others and to, uh, you know, through his process, uh, help others to achieve success. Um, yeah, so he just, uh, he's just always been a great, he was always a great people person. And um, I don't think uh, you can find too many people out there that have anything negative to say about them. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's uh, it's fascinating, right, to see the legacy of what he left in terms of the coaching innovation and everything. And I think that's another fascinating part to him of that, how much he learned and he took from baseball and brought it into his coaching. You know, because that's one of the things I think a lot of people don't probably know about him in general. Um is that he was able to do that. And, and I, that's one of the things that I admired so much about him is that a lot of people get stuck so much in the singular focus of, well, you just have to watch hockey, watch hockey, and that's it to learn. But here was somebody that was one of the greatest innovators in the game. And it's actually, he utilized a lot of baseball tactics, baseball managing tactics into the game. And that's one of the things that inspires me the most about him is that the fact that he utilized other sports to bring it into how to make hockey that much better. And uh, it, it's really fascinating. Talk about that part of, you know, his growing up around that and just seeing some of the things. What were the, maybe some of the more interesting things that you had seen with that whole part of baseball or using any of the ways of, you know, what drove his innovation ability? Like what were some of the cool things that you had witnessed and seen of just how he had no issues doing when it came to, you know, being an innovator in the game? Yeah, good question. I mean, um, 
Rogers baseball days certainly predate my involvement with him. Uh, you know, there there are others. Uh, you know, my partner Larry Pearson in, in the coaches clinic uh, who actually played baseball for Roger as a kid. Uh, but when it came to baseball, I mean, that was, as, as you mentioned, lots of people don't know that that was Roger's, uh, first love. Uh, in fact, uh, he was really, really passionate about baseball. And I think it had to do with the fact that how involved the manager is, uh, in the outcome of the game and all of the tactics and the, the strategies behind, um, you know, being a manager in control of, uh, of a baseball game, he felt that, uh, uh, certainly in, in baseball, you had much more impact than you do in hockey. Um, so mm. it's interesting that, you know, that he, uh, that he, you know, made his career in hockey, but his love was in baseball. Um, mm. But he was always innovative. There are lots of, uh, you know, famous stories out there of, of things that Roger did, you know, in, in baseball, um, you know, from having uh, uh, a batter come up and, and um, you know, constantly, uh, feign that they were going to bunt um, and, and trying to throw off the, the pitcher, um, you know, one guy after another. Um, you know, certainly there's the, the famous story of the peeled apple where Roger mm. called, you know, came out to the mound to meet with the, with the pitcher and the, and the catcher, yeah, the first baseman, and, and uh, you know, gave him a peeled apple and uh, ultimately had the, uh, the catcher throw the baseball, you know, over the head of the pitcher and, and the guy on first base, you know, uh, you know, takes a healthy lead and, and, and goes, uh, gets tagged out, uh, by the first baseman who had, had this, uh, the actual ball in his hand and then had the outfielder go and step on the, the baseball or the, uh, the peeled apple out in the outfield to, to, I guess, uh, remove the evidence, just, uh, little things like that. So he was certainly pushing the rules and, and, and constantly thinking outside the box as to how you could take advantage in certain situations. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It, you know, and what I love the most about the concept of how he was able to do this stuff, right, is how he just had this, like, fearlessness about him. Right? It's it, Talk a little bit about that, about when you were around him. Of He was such a – obviously, he was, such a, he was a great person. He had that connection piece down. But what about that other side of him that just – the ability to innovate, right? One of the things that's always most fascinating about his spirit of how he could think outside the box. What do you think, what do you think was kind of one of those things of, of watching that, you know, seeing that in camps or just being around him of just how he would operate in general about that, where he just had no issues. Okay, let's just try this out. Let's give this a whirl. What was, what was one of the more fascinating things about watching him operate in that way? Yeah, I, I think the thing that stands out to me with Roger above all of it is just he had a great joie de vivre. Um, just, just very passionate about what he did, um, and just had a, a really uh, a great youthful energy about him, and um, you know, and that certainly uh, translated to to those around him. You know, he you you just um, fed off of his enthusiasm for things. Um, you know, so I think that that, uh, you know, that stands out above anything to me in terms of uh, the way he operated. Uh, he was, uh, meticulous, um, incredibly organized and, and, uh, a tireless worker. Um, you know, somebody who would, uh, be up at the, uh, at the first sunlight, you know, it just, uh, as, as early as can be working away and he would work through to late in the evening. Um, you know, big on lists and, and, uh, just always very detail oriented and, and a great communicator, as we've talked about. 
Um, and I think that all of those things, you know, just sort of, uh, lent themselves to, to him thinking outside the box and, and, um, you know, being prepared to try things, um, you know, to, to see what the outcomes might be. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the, the driving engine. I love the enthusiasm and passion. It's, it's amazing how much that's a lot, what a lot of coaches always talk about players. I, the, the message from a coaching standpoint is you always talk about the love and the passion for the game, you know, for the compete that, that has to be there first. Right. And then everything else kind of follows with it. So it's interesting of whenever you have that type of personality, what kind of things drove him nuts? Like, what do you remember of? So on the one hand, he was like this, but uh, do you remember him? Was there anything that would ruffle him or drive him a little bit crazy of that he didn't enjoy that you, that you noticed about him? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I'm sure there were some things um, yeah. off the top. I can't remember exactly, you know, things that, that drove him, him nuts, but uh uh, little things more than anything. I know Rogers, you know, notoriously thought of as having been cheap, um, yeah. which, which is a bit of a stretch because he was, uh, the most selfless man that I ever knew in terms of, uh, everything that he did, he did for others and took care of so many people. Um, you know, both in, in terms of providing opportunities and mentoring and, and even in, in terms of how he spent his money give people great trips and great experiences in life. So, I mean, he was, he was uh, as generous as they come, but uh, he would definitely get irritated at little tiny things, you know, price increase or the, the smallest things, and, you know, holy crap, that's, you know, expensive. Or can you believe that they're gouging you on that or that, that type of thing? So it's just, you, you would have a good laugh at that because he would, uh, he would be so generous uh, you know, in real life, big things, but the little tiny things would irritate him. Mm, that's fascinating. Those little, those little details are always interesting, huh? With that type of personality, it's always interesting to hear those type of stories, huh? Of like, even from, uh, when you bring up the fact that he was so organized and then you'd hear the stories of how he was the, like the absent-minded professor. I always love hearing just those, those paradoxes, right, about those personalities when they're like that. It's uh, it's fascinating to hear. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes, especially as I've gotten older and I, I feel like uh, there are elements of Roger that have rubbed off on me, but that absent-mindedness with him, I think, uh, you know, there probably was some truth to it, but I think some of it he just played up. He just enjoyed it's his way of, of poking a little bit of fun, you know, to oh, – cool. uh, Sort of pretend like he he didn't really know what was going on or or that type of thing, but um, oh, that's awesome. You know he was uh, he was a tremendous uh, individual and and certainly had a great influence on so many people. Um, you know, just uh, even to this day, uh, as many years as it's been since he since he passed away in in two thousand and three, I mean we still miss him on a daily basis and you know have constant reminders of uh, of the goodness that he brought to the world and how much he made people better and you just have to look at the uh the NHL coaching fraternity how many active coaches still to this day you know were influenced uh, heavily by Roger and uh just he's, he had such a, a profound impact on the game um that all these years later it's still felt yeah that's amazing um that that's one of the things that i think every coach out there or anybody can relate to of where if we're talking about leadership, coaching, anything like that, everyone looks at it as what type of impact am I making on the world is really what's most important. And it is really fascinating to see 
just how much of an impact you know he continues to make and that's one of the things that I you know I feel honored and blessed to be able to continue on and doing and you know hosting this podcast and be able to do it because it's a it's amazing to you know when when you had reached out and we talked about about hey yeah you know this this idea and and creating this concept I just remember thinking of like holy cow like Roger Nielsen like to to keep this legacy alive and to do something like this and to transform it into today's world and to uh, to be the guy to to do these interviews I mean it's it's unbelievable like I just sit back and I go holy but it's a testament to that spirit of of just how powerful a coach and the impact they have and just to see the impact that he continues on having is unbelievable you know with the coaching clinic I mean I know that going through there and having my first adventure with the last year and just seeing just how the, the way people were sharing the knowledge, the way people were connecting with each other. It's amazing to see how his spirit came to be and what he had done and to see that for so many years after that it's still alive and well. And to see that experience live um, is truly amazing. It's truly amazing. It's a, it's a testament to how, to how just how large his spirit is. And when you think about you know, an idea like this that going forward, what do you think he would be thinking right now of just knowing that there's this, it continues on and here's this coaching podcast that continues on in his name. How do you think, you know, he'd feel about it? I mean, I know there's the basic, yeah, he'd love it and all that stuff, but what do you think would feel so, you know, what would be like kind of something for him that pinpoint that's special about being able to do this and share something like this with the world? Yeah, I think, uh, first off, I mean, Roger was just, uh, as we've suggested, selfless, uh, to the nth degree, uh, you know, the whole notion behind uh, the coaches clinic, you know, when Roger started it, uh, you know, way back in the in the late 80s was just about sharing and, you know, paying it forward, if you will, and making uh, people better coaches. And so, you know, the um, the technology advancements of today uh, and the ability to be able to, you know, broadcast through a podcast uh, and to an extended audience, you know, those who have been part of the Roger Nielsen's family and those who maybe haven't had the opportunity or, or maybe aspire to in the future, but to be able to to reach a larger audience uh, and to uh, impact the game ultimately at the end of the day, I think would be something that Roger would really be uh, really excited about, um, you know, to, to see that reach. From a technology standpoint, uh, you know, I, Roger, of course, we, we know was known as Captain Video and was ahead of his time. Uh, later in life, he was catching up to, to technology, and even as sort of an aging coach in the NHL and uh, teaching himself to be computer literate, and and you know I used to get regular calls from him. Roger would keep a book on how to you know access the internet, how to do this uh, you know on your computer, and and he just uh, you know kept track of things like that. So he. You know, he was never afraid of technology, and um, and no question, he would be um, uh, progressive in terms of finding ways to uh, continue to enhance the messages and to share, share um, you know, his knowledge with others. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and when you sit back and you think about it, you know, what is it? What's the podcast mean to you in terms of obviously like being able to share and get it out there? I know with the with the Roger Nielsen's coaching clinic. You know of how it brings everybody together. You know where do you kind of foresee, or what what excites you about the opportunity we have here you know, to be able to share the message to the world, and then obviously then to also to inspire people to hey come on out, you know check out the coaching clinic and all that stuff. But what 
what is it for you that's uh, that provides a lot of meaning with this adventure that we're going to about, about to go on? Yeah, I think for for me, it's it's just really exciting to be able to uh, have an additional impact on the game, on coaches, and on the game in general. Um, you know, through the, the tremendous resources that we have through our affiliations with the clinic, and I think that um, you know the ability to uh, you know make some sort of uh, impact on the coaching community out there. However big that may be, I just think is something that's uh, it's a really powerful opportunity. Um, now, obviously, uh, we would love to share uh, what what it is that we do and to broaden our Roger Nielsen family. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's really about giving back in a way that uh, you know that we hadn't in the past, um, and to be able to ex- extend our our touch on uh, on the community. Yeah, yeah, amen. Love it, buddy. Love it, and. Uh... What, when you look back with Roger, and I know, and obviously there's tons of stories, and it's easy to go into, and I'm sure there's many favorites. But what's one that comes to mind, and when you think back of Roger, and what's one of the f- more fun stories, or maybe something that you just remember about him that is just always there to stick forever? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a, a bunch, um, but uh, one that's that I, I will always remember. Um, this was, uh, you know, one of the one of the last summers before Roger passed away. I got a call from him. Um, he was kind of whispering and almost frantic at the same time as, you know, sort of whispering. And he says, "I got to tell you something." And he tells me the story that he was down at uh, this local uh, greasy spoon that he used to frequent uh, on a daily basis to start his day, He'd go and have coffee, have some breakfast, and. He happens to be sitting there and he's reading the newspaper. Roger, of course, as we've talked about, a big baseball fan, was reading about his beloved Blue Jays and um, noticed a guy sitting uh, sort of at the counter uh, by himself. And he said he was really disheveled and uh, just kind of looked out of sorts. So, you know, Roger, being the, the, the tremendous man that he was, decided to saddle up beside this guy and, and ask him, you know, if he was okay, if everything was was okay with him. Uh, he just, you know, even though he didn't know this guy, he could just see that he was he was not all right. And the guy ends up, um, you know, as people would, opening up to Roger and, and tells him the story of, uh, you know, having uh, come home uh, the night before and found uh, his uh, his wife uh, with another man um, and, you know, just sort of... Um, you know, lost his mind and hopped in the car and just drove endlessly to escape this uh, this horrific situation and drove and drove and drove. And lo and behold, uh, he ends up at this same greasy spoon uh, that Roger's at. And so uh, Roger, you know, ends up, you know, talking things through with him and, you know, offers him some advice and eventually suggests to the guy, hey, maybe you need to, you know, to take a shower or just want to take a break and, and get away from this spot and invites him back to his house. And this is where we pick up in the call. And he says to me, and the guy's at my house right now. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm offering marriage advice. And what do I know about marriage? Um, so it was just, it was really funny just because, I mean, first off, um, you know, this guy who had this uh, horrific life event happen, just the absolute worst thing that you could imagine, uh, drives endlessly and ends up 
intersecting with Roger in this uh, greasy spoon, um, you know, outside of Peterborough, Ontario. And, and, and sure enough, Roger's the kind of guy who picks up on this and, and just, you know, is able to, to reach out to this guy and to provide him uh, with with somebody to speak to and then to provide whatever sort of uh, advice and mentorship he has, even though it's not his expertise to be talking about marriage. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, who knows why we laugh about it. Maybe Roger helped, you know, save this guy's life who was, uh, you know, certainly feeling quite desperate and and, um, and horrified by what he, he walked in on at home. Um, but anyways, it was just, uh, it was one of those moments that was, uh, you know, comical in itself in, in, in terms of Roger calling and, and everything unfolding where this guy is at his house and Roger's not sure what to do about it, but it, other than to help the guy, which uh, at the end of the day was, was really what Roger was all about. Mm, that's amazing. That's amazing. Just what are the odds? What are the odds of, of something like that? And there you are, you're yeah. uh, sitting with Roger Nielsen in the middle of this place and getting advice like that. That's, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Right. Meant to be. And, and I don't know if, if the guy had any clue who Roger was or not, but, um, but, but Roger was there, uh, you know, uh, to, to do what he did best, which is to help people, you know, in, in whatever way possible. And in this particular uh, time, it was to, to help a guy through a, a really troubling time. And I know yeah. Roger had a, a really great collection, a great library at home of, you know everything from coaching books to spiritual books and and everything in between and and i know he armed the guy with some books and said hey take these away and, and hopefully these can help you on your journey oh, that's fantastic that's fantastic i love that well that's what i hope um you know i know with this adventure that we're about to go on is that we can help a lot of people out there and again you know just open up some minds and maybe see things a little bit differently uh, learn something away along the way as well, right? Because we're all learning from each other right? as coaches and, and Savannah and any parents that are listening and players that listen to as we go down the line. Obviously, we want it available for everybody to learn from it. Uh, but the reality is it's all about coaching and, and helping coaches deepen their understanding or open their minds to different ideas and creating connections and obviously trying to create some innovative thinking. You know, along the way, I think is the, is the main mission here. And then uh, as we move along, obviously we'll see where it goes from there, but can't thank you enough, uh, buddy, for obviously for having this, uh, for having this type of opportunity. Again, when I sit back and I just think about it, it's, it's amazing. I'm incredibly grateful for it. And um, I just hope I can even have an ounce of impact of what Roger had. Um, that would make me happy to be able to move through this adventure with you and go, you know, go out and keep his legacy alive. Um, but again, I can't thank you enough for this opportunity and I look forward to, you know, how we move along and how we, um, spread the message and really try to impact, uh, the coaching world out there. Well, we owe you a, a tremendous amount of thanks because, um, you know, we certainly very aware of the, of the great work that you've been doing within the, the hockey world, you know, with coaches and players and, and with, uh, a new way of thinking and, and, um, you know, you've got a lot of Roger in you already in terms of uh, your care for people and 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 what you're prepared to do to, to help people along with their journeys to uh, to have success in the game. So it's really a perfect marriage uh, for us to have you at the mic and uh, to steer this, this ship and, you know, to uncharted waters for us. And we're really excited for uh, for people to catch on and, and to 
to tune into the podcast and to learn from all of the tremendous um, you know people that we've been lucky enough to come into contact through in, in our efforts to carry on Roger's legacy through the clinic each year. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And then thank you so much, Ron. Thank you so much. Well, awesome, buddy. Well, again, yeah, guys, buddy. yeah, as, as as we keep moving along here, you know, listen, and obviously we'll keep uh, mentioning and talking about you know, the coaching clinic with Roger Nielsen's coaching clinic. We'll have plenty of great information down the line with that. Um, but again, as you know, as questions pop up, make sure to reach out to us. But we're we're all very excited about being able to again impact and provide coaches with another resource, and hopefully uh, this impacts and gets somebody thinking just a little bit differently uh, than they did before they listened to the show. That's the idea. It's going to be great. We look forward to it. Awesome. Well, thanks, Marshall, for taking the time. And uh, we're excited to uh, get this going. Thanks, Vinny. Thanks for all your efforts. So we're really excited to begin this new adventure to help impact coaches from all over the world. If you have a guest that you'd love to see on our show, please comment or send us a message with your request. Or if there's a specific topic you would love for us to touch on about coaching, we'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas. The show's designed, guys, to be a hockey education platform. I want to help inspire meaningful and valuable conversations about the art of connection and innovation in the game. I know most of you listening is one that we all love and respect very much. So, again, we've already got an amazing lineup of some awesome NHL coaches, pro coaches, college and junior coaches uh, to start things off for you. Please remember to hit the subscribe button if you'd love to stay up to date with our new episodes. Also, please make sure to keep an eye out for the Roger Nielsen's Coaching Clinic, which is set for this coming June 5th to the 7th in Windsor, Ontario. There's always an incredible lineup of professional coaches presenting from all over the world. Had a blast. Last year was my first time out there, and it was it was pretty awesome just to be able to see uh, the lineup of uh, and presenters that I witnessed uh, just from the first time there last year. And it's a great event to connect and learn from you know some of the most innovative coaches. Uh, that are out there so check out www.rncc.ca to learn more about how you can register for roger nielsen's coaching clinic looking forward to this adventure with you until next time see you